The Golden State Warriors won, and they beat a very good team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Golden State Warriors improved to 5-7 and seven on the year. I'm going to break down that victory, talk about whether or not they could actually win their first road game of the season. It's a live episode. It's Saturday. Let's have some fun, Dub Nation, and anyone else who's tuning in. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And obviously on YouTube, that's where the live show stream. I'm Cyrus Sotsis. Welcome. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. And I'm going to have some fun stats for you in a little bit, courtesy of Bet Online. I want to make today's show about you. If you have questions, if you have thoughts, if you have takes, bring them, please. I will address, address everyone and everything. Uh, in fact, I'm going to turn on what I call the chat overlay uh, so that literally all your comments can display in live time. And just please maintain the etiquette. Please maintain professionalism. Um, otherwise, we'll shut the thing down. Um I am the Bay Wrights, a big W. That was a big W. Give Draymond his flowers, indeed, despite the point, the points being virtually non-existent. That's not what you need Draymond Green for. You need him for defense and facilitating the offense. His passing, his ball handling are exemplary. Um, so, yeah, that was a fantastic game uh, from Draymond Green. Sandra Grux writes, hey, how you doing? It's Saturday. I'm, I'm chilling. It's a day off, except for doing this show, but I love doing this show, so... Uh, I'm doing great. I hope you're doing uh, well also, Sandris. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, look, the Warriors won. Uh, I'm not going to be doom and gloom when the Warriors win. Uh, when they beat the Sacramento Kings, that was one thing, okay? They barely pulled that game off. The Kings, I, I think they're all much better than they were a year ago. Uh, I love Mike Brown, but, um, you know, it's not beating the Kings at home. No offense to the to the a sack nation, but that's not one that you're really going to rest your laurels on in terms of being happy and, and being successful. Oh, don't worry, Sanders. I'm going to talk about Steph in just a minute because the, he right now is your clear early front runner for MVP. It's not too soon to start talking about that. All right. We're good. 12 games in well over 10% of the season is in the books. In fact, we're approaching the, the, the one eighth mark. Uh, and yeah, Steph is your overwhelming leader. In fact, why don't we, uh, uh start off with, um, uh, Steph and talk about the box score from that game because it was impressive. Um, and I'm even going to give love to, to Anthony Lamb. I want to make one thing very clear. I am not an Anthony Lamb hater. Ty Jerome, I don't want to see. We didn't see him last night. That made me happy. Anthony Lamb gives this team something they need, which is size, sort of. He is 6'5". So, I mean, uh, uh, Mobley last night, for example, was making a lot of buckets off him, shooting just over him. Um, and that's a negative with Anthony Lamb. Defensively, he's a liability. Um, you know, most bigs in this game are not like Draymond Green, where they're 6'5", 6'6", yet have the wingspan that, that's nearly eight feet. 
and they can handle bigger players. Anthony Lamb is a stocky individual, um, but he's not tall. I mean, he's six five, but what he does bring to the table is spacing offensively, and that's huge. Um, and so what he did last night was exemplary, and I'm going to cover that in just a minute. But Stephen Curry, my lord, I mean, he's literally single-handedly carrying this Golden State Warriors team. And I'm going to give kudos to, to Steve Kerr. I'm officially done being upset about the DNPs for the three lottery picks because what's the point? I've expressed my, my sentiments on that. Um, and honestly, look, I just care about success. I want this team to win. Um, and a lot of what I say on this show is big picture. Like when I'm when I express disappointment in the DNPs for the lottery picks, it's not because I feel like they would have made a difference in the team winning in this recent game. Although in last night's game, if you had played Kaminga instead of Lamb, I still think they win. Um, if you had played Wiseman instead of Lamb, I still think they could have pulled that off. I'll explain why in just a second. Moses Moody getting a DNP. I just don't get that outright. But nonetheless, look, they won. And Stephen Curry was the heart and soul of that of that victory. 34 minutes of play. That's exactly what you want him at in terms of minutes. You don't want him playing 38, 39 like you've seen him uh, in a lot of previous games. He played 34 minutes. His shooting is lights out. I'm going to play this, uh, this clip from Steve Kerr uh, and Draymond Green in just a moment because they basically touched on his greatness and articulated it very eloquently. But he went, again, 15 of 23 from the field. His strength is showing. He's making easy baskets. For most of his career, this has been an individual who is the greatest shooter this world has ever seen, and he's been fine with that. But he's clearly added to his game where he's now penetrating the paint easily, and he's able to body up defenders and throw his body into defenders. Now, we can talk about how atrocious NBA officials have been. They've been an absolute nightmare uh, covering the Golden State Warriors. The calls are so one-sided. I have no idea what's going on there. I'm happy a lot of people are seeing what I've been saying and complaining about for years, which is pure and blatant discrimination from NBA officials uh, toward the Golden State Warriors. And I bring that up with Stephen Curry because Steph is attacking the paint a lot now. Um, that is a part of his game, and he's wildly successful at that. Again, he went 15 of 23 from the field, 6 of 11 from 3. That three-point stroke of his is back and then some. Remember last year when he had one of his worst shooting seasons ever and still had a fantastic season? That is just a thing of the past now. Um, he is shooting lights out. Uh, but he went to the line just six times, and that includes like late-game fouls. And he missed two free throws, which is kind of weird. But the refs need to open their damn eyes, or if they're being influenced to not make calls, that needs to change immediately. I've said this before, and I'll say this again. The Warriors are a dynasty, and if anyone deserves the benefit of the doubt when it comes to calls from these officials, it's the Warriors, a team that has proven year after year for nearly 10 years now that they're the best in this business. So why are you not giving them the benefit of the doubt? When Stephen Curry is, is attacking the rim, every other drive is getting hacked. I'm not seeing that whistle being blown. I don't get it. Regardless, Steph is a beast. He scored 40 points last night. Uh, his rebounding was slightly below his average for the year, which still leads the Golden State Warriors. Uh, he grabbed four rebounds total at five assists, but it was just an unbelievably efficient performance in only 34 minutes of play. And I'm absolutely going to give him his love. Um, and let's see if there's anything that in the in the chat here that I should bring attention to. 
uh, in the meantime. But look, Steph was outstanding. Draymond Green, again, did what he had to do, which was rebound the ball and play defense. He grabbed 13 rebounds. The Cleveland Cavaliers are a large team. They're big. And that's one reason why I thought, or yeah, it was questionable to me why James Wiseman wasn't playing um, because I thought his size could have been useful. But look, Anthony Lamb was outstanding. And the Warriors last night in that game had a nine-man rotation that I think could work. Now, I say a nine-man, it was really closer to eight because Kaminga only played uh, four minutes, and that was in that opening quarter. We never saw him again. I still think at some point, and especially if you want to win the world championship, they're going to have to start uh, implementing the, the lottery picks. I, I don't know what the grand scheme is here. I don't know what the plan is. This is the this is why I keep saying what Kerr is doing isn't making sense because you're you're fighting for your life to get these early season victories and they haven't been that successful at it so far. They're five and seven on the year, but you're gonna have to get experience. These these young players are gonna need reps for the big picture. And that's world championships. That's where I feel like a lot of what I'm saying is lost on people. I understand that Wiseman's not playing great right now. I understand that uh, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, although he looked fine last night, I thought I thought actually he did great and his size was was helpful early in the game. I understand that Kaminga and Wiseman particularly are not there yet in terms of development, but they're never going to get there if you don't give them time. And my whole thing with the Warriors is big picture, right? I think they can win another world championship and repeat, but come postseason time, you're not going to be able to rely just on Jordan Poole, just on Dante DiVincenzo, and just on Anthony Lamb for your bench. That's not going to work. That's not going to beat the top-tier teams and win you a world championship this year. That is why the DNPs for the lottery picks is a little concerning to me. It's, it's weird. I don't get it. At some point, they're going to have to start playing these guys. Maybe tomorrow in Sacramento when they when they search for their first road victory, that'll be the moment. That is my whole thing with the lottery picks. All right. That is my entire premise for why I'm not particularly thrilled about the minute distribution for the Warriors roster is because come playoff time, come April, you're going to need Moody. You're going to need Wiseman. You're going to need Kaminga if you want to beat the best teams on the planet and repeat as world champions. I know we're in November. I get that. And there's still time. Maybe Kerr does have a master plan. Maybe he's waiting until December, January, or when he feels ready to actually give them minutes. Um, but the, the, the longer you wait to actually play these players, the less likely it is they're going to be developed and ready for the postseason. And that just concerns me. And I would like to see Curry, as amazing as he is, have more nights off than uh, he's been getting so far. I'd like to see Draymond Green get a little more rest like to see Andrew Wiggins get a little more rest. And when they get rest, those minutes have to go to the youngsters. And if you don't play them, they're never going to develop. So that is the, the reason why I, I continue harping on the lottery picks is because they have to develop. And if that means sending them to the G League, so be it. But they need minutes somehow. Uh, but, but going back to this Warriors team and their win last night, fantastic. They beat a Cavaliers team that uh, is very good. One of the best in the Eastern Conference. Um, and and the Cavaliers rotation was interesting as well. I'll touch on that in just a moment. And I'll, I'll address anything in the chat um, that needs addressing. First, I, I get to give some love to uh, a longtime sponsor of this program. And that is Bet Online. Let me get my, uh, my overlay here. Where are you? Right here. There we go. And I actually want to share my screen because uh, 
the folks at Bet, on, Bet Online did some research. <clears throat> excuse me. And the research uh, was focused on who is hated in the NBA the most. And if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, I'm going to scroll down. Hopefully you can see this map of the most hated NBA players by state. And you can see here LeBron is takes the crown for the entire northwest of the country and parts of the Midwest and parts of the south. But the player that has surpassed LeBron James for the most hated in the NBA is Kyrie Irving, who you can see is the most hated in California, Nevada, a lot of the Midwest, a lot of the Southeast, a lot of the Northeast. Uh, in the states of New York and New Jersey, Ben Simmons is the most hated. Kevin Durant takes the crown in Ohio. And over in Arizona, Draymond Green takes the crown for the most hated player uh, in the NBA. <clears throat> but I bring that up partly because um, you can also go to Bet Online and bet on what Kyrie Irving's next team is if it's not the Brooklyn Nets. And the LA Lakers are the over overwhelming favorites at three to two odds uh, to make a play for Kyrie Irving. The Miami Heat, second at five to two. The Dallas Mavericks, four to one. The Golden State Warriors, if you look down a little bit, are actually listed. There is no chance in hell the Warriors are going to trade for Kyrie Irving. But nonetheless, they have 12 to one odds if you want to make that bet. And that's all you got to do is just go to Bet Online. And more specifically, betonline.net, your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, it's where the game starts. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen today. Once you're done with me, go check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me, Cyrus Otzes, on Twitter at DogSurfRoadShow. Let's see what's going on in the chat here. I want to read some comments. Uh, and again, the stream is flowing, so everyone's comments are actually displaying uh Ashcat Sharma writes Wiseman and Kaminga should be traded for another veteran presence I tweeted that last night and you know look if you're not going to play them if you have come to the realization that they're not a part of your future why not trade them right I've heard the other the counter argument being that they don't have much value right now which I don't know if that's true if it is that just sucks then you just wasted three lottery picks and that that's a whole other you know discussion to have um I don't know. I, I just I'm I'm very curious to know what they're going to do with them. Uh, Sid Day writes the last ten games have proven the youngsters aren't ready. The Warriors right now are trying to dig out of the hole they are in and then figure out how to improve a few players. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I just I just want I just want the young players to have an opportunity. I just that's that's all I want. I want to like because so much of what the negativity is about Wiseman and Kaminga and first of all. Is anyone hating on Moody? Like, why did he get a DNP? I, I thought I thought Moody was actually improving. And, and you know, I don't understand why he's got the DNP. But clearly, Kurt doesn't trust these guys. I just want them to have a chance. If At this point, since they're getting DNPs, if that means the G League, go to the G League. I just want minutes for these kids, you know? Because, um, you know, I that's 
Otherwise, what's the point? What's the point of all this? What's the point of having them on your team? They're just sitting there wasting away. Um, so I want to give some love, however, to a player last night that I thought lit it up. And then I'm going to play some sound uh, regarding uh, Stephen Curry. Uh, by the way, I saw um, I saw a, a question that talked about if I'm ever going go to go to, to Sacramento. Yeah, I'll go soon. I'll go at some point. Um, I'll definitely announce that if I go. I haven't seen or, or attended a Kings game at Golden One. I I went to the to the uh, what was their old stadium? I, I already forgot the name of it. Um, Arco Arco Arena was awesome. Um, I loved it. I know it was in the middle of nowhere, but I always had a great time there. I'll go check out Golden One at some point. But Dante Divincenzo needs to get some love because the Golden State Warriors. This is the first game Dante's played in seven games. Right? He's had that that hamstring injury. He missed the entire road trip. Uh, he sat out that that Kings game Monday that they barely squeaked out, but he was available. And I know a lot of people want to give Anthony Lamb love, and rightfully so. All right, again, I'm, I'm, this is not an Anthony Lamb hate party. I loved what I saw from him. Okay, Ty Jerome. I don't unless Dante's injured again. I don't want to see Ty Jerome. Anthony Lamb did great. They won, no complaints. He shot four for seven from the field. He went two for five from beyond the arc. Uh, you know, he grabbed four rebounds in 23 minutes, which I, that you could improve on a little bit, but again, he's six, five. So you take what you can get, but Dante DiVincenzo was huge. Okay. The Warriors are now three and one this year with Dante DiVincenzo playing. Okay. He, it was his first game back again, after missing seven games or six games, it was the seventh game, uh, uh, since he, he, he got injured. Um, he played nearly 16 minutes, um, had no points. <laughs> He had no points. It didn't matter, though, because what he did out there, besides the three assists, was he not only was a good compliment to Jordan Poole, who played 33 minutes, by the way. I love that. I thought Jordan Poole was fantastic. Uh, he had 18 points. But Dante DiVincenzo, when he's playing alongside Jordan Poole, gives Jordan Poole what Gary Payne II sort of did last year, which was a defensive presence. Right, like he gives he gives not only a veteran presence next to Pool, someone who has played this game, someone who understands the game, but he plays defense and he's a solid facilitator. If Dante Divincenzo last night showed anything, it's that the Warriors bench desperately needs help. And and I know Anthony Lamb came through solid, right? Again, they won. I'm happy about that. Uh, Jordan Poole played 33 minutes and he was actually in the plus of the plus minus. Awesome. Continue that. But Dante DiVincenzo was huge. And again, he played 15 minutes, uh, 15 minutes, 36 seconds more, more specifically. Um, and again, the stat sheet is not where his value was. His value was primarily, again, in distributing the ball with those three assists. Uh, you know, he knows where to be. He understands Kerr's offensive system. But defensively, he's stout. We've heard about this before uh, the season started. Um, you know, he has a reputation for being an elite defender. And we saw that last night. Um, so kudos to Dante DiVincenzo for showing just how badly the Warriors need him. Um, and again, that's, yeah. And as uh, Chico, I think, wrote, um, yeah, Dante DiVincenzo was unbelievable. His defense was solid. Um, so, and then Anthony Lamb, I, yeah, I have no, no, no negatives about him. I thought he did fantastic. Uh, you know, again, 6-5 is a problem because what you saw last night with Anthony, Anthony Lamb, and this is where I hope Kaminga and Wiseman can start playing their way into the rotation. Maybe Jermichael Green can re-enter the rotation. Um, he had a DNP as well, and 
maybe maybe Jermichael Green could benefit from Dante DiVincenzo as well um, because Jermichael struggled uh, when he's come off the bench. But Lamb doesn't give you size. That's the only negative. What he does give you, though, is that three-point shot. Again, he went two for five last night. Um, offensively, he he gives you enough where opposing defenses are worried about them, right? Um, so I want to play some sound, though, first from uh, Steve Kerr. Um, talking about Stephen Curry's start to the season, okay? Um, oh, by the way, the beautiful child um, writes, let's trade Wiseman and Draymond for Cat. Uh, I, I look if 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 Carl Anthony Towns is available in a trade and 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 I don't know if Draymond would be the piece you'd have to give up, but if you can give up your young pieces for him, like if you can do a trade centered around Wiseman and maybe like Kaminga, I know you'd have to throw someone else in there to make the salaries work, but now you're talking. Now you're talking. I want I want Cat on the Warriors. That would be awesome. Anyways, uh, let's play some sound from Steve Kerr. Um where again he talks about uh Stephen Curry's start to the season which has been exemplary early MVP favorite no doubt here is Steve Kerr you, you run out of adjectives to describe Steph's play um he's uh he's just amazing night after night he's in such great shape you know I think um if there's if there's one area where he's dramatically better now than when I first got here, you know, eight years ago, is uh, it's just his his strength and conditioning. Um, he's he's much bigger and stronger, um, much more capable of uh, defending at a really high level and sustaining two way basketball, um, you know, for an entire game and and just knocking down shots from all over and finishing at the rim. Um, he's he's unbelievable. Is this as good a stretch as you can remember from him, just like closing games, you know, like when you guys need it down the stretch, just pure as a score going it's, to get Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, to even remember um, and, and to compare because he's just been so good for so long. Um, so, you know, if I said this is the best he's been, you know, Raymond would bring up some eight-game stretch he had last year and the year before that and the year before that. And so he's he's always been brilliant. Um, but I think given the circumstances with our team, you know, kind of in a rut, trying to dig our way out of out of a hole, um, he's, he's just been spectacular and, and um, never been better. I can say that. Agreed. He's never been better. And, and the stats confirm it. By the way, Chico agree that Anthony Lamb does uh, remind you a little bit of P.J. Tucker. I do see that. Um, let's take a look at Steph's stats real quick just to show you how amazing he is. So Stephen Curry right now is second in the NBA in scoring at 33.3 points per game, just a smidge below Luka Doncic at 33.6. But when you look at the rest of his stats, he's shooting 44% from beyond the arc. That's a staggering number. All right. His field goal percentage on the year is 52.6. Now, when you talk about 50, 40, 90 splits, which Steph currently is easily on track for, Steph has mentioned that the field goal percentage is the hardest part of that, right? Going over 50% on the year. Uh, because he Steph, if anyone's gonna go over 40% for, from three and do that with relative ease, it's gonna be Stephen Curry. But 52.6 from the field for the year is incredibly efficient. And it goes to show just how much he's improved his game in terms of attacking the paint 
And I'm curious to know, I don't have the stat on me today, but his points in the paint must have skyrocketed from earlier in his career. And he's probably one of the league leaders in that. But he leads, again, he leads the Warriors in rebounding at 6.8. That is staggering. And he's averaging 6.7 assists. He's doing everything. Now, if the goal for the Golden State Warriors is Stephen Curry winning an MVP, he's on track. My only concern is you're going to have to rest him here and there. All right? You're going to have to. Because he is 34, and I don't want a pursuit of an MVP to triumph a pursuit of a repeat world championship. Think about Stephen Curry's legacy. Just think about this for a second, all right? I brought this up loosely with some people. Um, and I'd love to go, and I'd love your, your, anyone in the chat's opinion on this as well. What if the Warriors win a fifth world title this year in the dynasty? And that also means Stephen Curry's fifth world title. Where is Steph in terms of legacy, right? So look, a third regular season, excuse me, a third regular season MVP would be amazing. All right. It would, it add, it would add to a, the legacy of a player who's already locked in as a top 10 all-time great, right? But what happens if the Golden State Warriors win the world championship this year? Stephen Curry is on the Mount Rushmore of all-time greats. You can make an argument he's passed Magic Johnson. You can make an argument he's passed Kobe Bryant. You can make an argument he's passed Tim Duncan. He is on the Mount Rushmore of the all-time greats. He sits there with Michael Jordan, with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and whoever that fourth person is. Because Steph would be like top three. So that's what I want for Stephen Curry. Like, like, like everything I ever say on this show, and if I tweet it, tw Twitter is such a worthless place, but whatever. I, on this show, everything I say is all about wanting the Warriors to win a fifth title and repeating as world champ champions this year. Yeah, fine. Gilbert, you're right. Bill Russell, sure. Yeah. But he will, Stephen Curry will be a top three all time player. Okay. Um, now, Lucky D writes, and this is a good point. You write, you keep saying you want others to play. I get that. However, you can't make it to the finals if you can't make the play in. That's true. But until last night, they still weren't winning. That was why I was getting frustrated. They, they still have a five and seven record. All right. So with what they were doing now, they were not winning. I think last night, if anything, showed how important Dante DiVincenzo is to this to this bench. I hope Jamichael Green finds a way to start getting working his way back into the rotation and getting some minutes. Loved what I saw from Anthony Lamb. I am not saying bench Lamb. That's not what I'm saying at all here. Okay. He's he's certainly earning his his minutes out there. Believe me. All I am saying though is that if the goal is a repeat world championship. They have to start developing these youngsters. And if that means Santa Cruz, so be it. But they got to start playing more. Um, so, and, and I want that. I want Steph to go on Mount Rushmore, folks. That's what I want. Um, I want to play this clip of Draymond Green. Uh, he was speaking with Bonte Hill, Chris Mullen, uh, Festus Azili, his former teammate. Again, just talking about Stephen Curry's greatness because he's having that incredible of a start to the season. And here's Draymond Green's thoughts on uh, Steph's incredible beginning to this year. Peter, it looks like he's 25 years old right now. Have you witnessed a start like this from Stephen Curry since you've played with him? 
I think the only one I can think of is, is 2016. Um, you know, 2016, the way he started that year, the year he won unanimous MVP. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think that was 2016. But anyway, if that wasn't, it was 2017. No, KD was here. Yeah, 2016. 73 win seasons. 73 win seasons, right? Yeah, he won unanimous MVP, and, and he started that way and continued that way throughout the season. I don't see anything being different now. The way he started this season, I know he'll continue it. But, you know, as I've said over and over, Steph is great. And, you know, he's he continues to show that. The work that he puts in on a daily basis, you have to admire it. And it's showing every night he come out here. Absolutely. And and again, when you look at his stats, he's averaging that 33 point with uh, three points per game he's putting up so far is a career high if it holds. Um, his previous career high in scoring was 32 a game in 2021, a season that I thought he deserved MVP over uh, Jokic. What are you going to do? Um, and then in the 2015-16 season, when he was unanimous MVP, he averaged 30.1 30 points per game, averaged 5.4 rebounds, 6.7 assists. His assist number is equal to that. His rebounds are up from 5.4 to 6.8 currently, and his scoring is up from 30.1 to 33.3. The Warriors just have to win a few more games for this to be a serious discussion right now because national media um, will frown largely on that 5-7 and seven record right now. Um, I want to play a few more sound bites as well. Let me see if anyone else is saying anything uh, in the chat uh, that I need to address. Um... Steph is awesome. He is awesome. Absolutely. All right. So uh, let's play some sound. I want to throw this stat out there real quick, too, before we move on from Steph. He's averaging 42 points in the last three games on better than 65% from the field. That's the first time he's ever tallied those numbers. Stephen Curry is playing the greatest basketball of his entire life, folks. We are witnessing true, pure, unadulterated greatness from Stephen Curry. It is a great time to be a member of Dub Nation. And even if you're just a basketball fan, you have to respect it. Kevin Durant even tweeted out last night, love for uh, for Steph's start to the season. Um, I want to play this soundbite. I want to shift gears because uh, Jordan Poole had a great game last night. And Jordan Poole is one player who, with that goes without saying, has to step up and play a little better than he did than he is now uh, if the team is going to obviously compete for a repeat world championship. And Stephen Curry had some comments for Jordan Poole last night that I want to play for you right here because Jordan Poole had a great game. And I think that was largely the effect of having Dante DiVincenzo out there and having just great, a, a solid minute distribution from the rest of his teammates uh, to surround Poole with defense. I think that's what he needs more than anything else. He needs teammates on the court with him who can help defensively because that remains the part of his game that where he's a complete liability. Jordan Poole is not there yet defensively. And if he doesn't get help, uh, where if he's all surrounded by teammates who are stout defenders, um, he gets exposed. But last night, again, Kerr handled the minutes beautifully. Anthony Lamb was clutch. And here's Stephen Curry talking about uh, Jordan Poole's performance. Then I think it was maybe 13, 14. Do you remember feeling the defense being different or more like ready for you or having a different scheme after watching you play well? And do you see anything that Jordan's going through that reminds you of what you went through? For sure, that's the evolution of being a scorer in this league where, you know, you're not going to surprise anybody about what you do. They, they scout you, they game plan for you. You talked about before before the game a little bit more than just a one-liner of, you know, what, what your tendencies are. So you have to get the reps of seeing different defenses, understanding that 
Again, I would keep saying letting the game come to you is the biggest thing because you can't fight that pressure, that attention. There's too many good athletes in this league on the defensive end. So um, the more you can just keep the game as simple as possible, trust that even if you're getting extra attention, you can get off of it, get it back, and, uh, and still get your shot attempts, still get some looks. You know, the, the game will, will come around, you know, in your favor. It's... But it's just about getting the reps to understand what that really feels like. Absolutely. And and that's really just that's my entire point with the youngsters, especially like, like Moses Moody not getting any minutes last night was weird. I don't I don't I don't understand that. Um, I'm going to start attending games again soon. I've just been really busy with my teaching career. Uh, I'm going to ask her some questions about the youth soon. I will because um, the, the press corps is not really bringing that up much. Uh, but again, the Warriors won. And Jordan Poole, just to, to review how amazing he was last night. Again, he played 33 minutes. I love that. That's good. Okay, the, the previous game, I think he played 21 in the game that the, the Warriors beat the Kings. Uh, in 33 minutes, he shot 6 of 13. That's near 50%. 4 for 8 from 3. 50%. Awesome. You love that all day, every day. Grab 4 rebounds, great. 18 points solid. He was in the positive of the plus minus at plus 1. Jordan Poole had a great game. He had a great game, plain and simple. And the same reps that Stephen Curry just talked about, um, that's that's just all I want. I want, I just, I, and again, if it means Santa Cruz, send the kids to Santa Cruz, but they need minutes. They need to play. It can't feel good just sitting on that bench watching. Um, I want to play one more soundbite for the show. Let me see if anyone's brought up anything new. Uh, and someone mentioned about Steve Kerr. Look, any head coach in the NBA is open to criticism. That's just part of the job. Um, no one is, in my opinion, I I'm trying to think of a coach that is just literally, uh, above reproach in terms of criticism. I, I don't know if I can think of one like Bill Belichick in the NFL. Many consider him the greatest head coach ever. I disagree. I think Bill Walsh is, but, um, look, the moment Tom Brady left, Brady won another Super Bowl. So Belichick has been open to criticism. Uh, Greg Popovich. I still criticize him for the 2013 NBA Finals, taking Tim Duncan out at the end of the game. If Duncan was in that game, they grab the rebound. Ray Allen does not have that second chance three, and LeBron is stuck on three world championships, not four. Um, so, look, even the all-time great coaches are susceptible to criticism. Kerr's not perfect. He's a human being. Um, and don't take my criticism of him as like calling for his head, please. All right. That's, that's, there's two very different things. Um, I just look right now, this has been one of the worst stretches of Kerr's career as a head coach. I don't think he's managing the youth properly. I don't know if I've ever seen him develop a young player. Jordan Poole is like the closest thing to it. Um, so that's it. I'm not calling for his head. All right. Uh, I just, um, and Saksak writes, he's trying to form a team. Is he though? I mean, isn't this team already formed? I, I think, you know, I just, and these young players, they need the reps. I, I don't. I just don't know how you can defend not playing them at all. I, I don't. I don't know. So again, I'm not calling for his head. All right. I don't hate Steve Kerr. I like him. I like him as a human being as well, man. Him and I talk surfing sometimes when uh, we get a chance to. Um, or or this fact right here. Uh, AC writes. No one mentions how Pop left Kawhi in the game after he hurt his ankle, and they're up twenty, and then Kawhi hurt his ankle again in Zaza. Yeah, in the twenty seventeen. Western Conference Finals, absolutely. So none of these coaches are perfect, okay? Like, don't take criticism of Kerr as me calling for his head or me hating on him. 
they're they're susceptible to it. They're a head coach of a professional team. It's okay. It's normal. Don't take that as me hating. All right. Um, let me read this real quick here. Uh, we need Miles Turner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you're trading him for. Um, Han Solo Dolo writes, Wiseman sucks. Maybe right now, but are you? Let me ask you this, Han Solo. Let me ask anyone that else is. This is a question, a legitimate question. I'm going to ask you. Do you think Wiseman like sucks permanently? Like, I get it. Right now, he looks bad out there at times. His plus minus is awful. Uh, he has not figured this game out yet. There are moments where he shines. I feel like if you simplify the game for him, he could actually do okay. My question, though, is to Han Solo and anyone else, will he ever be good? Okay? He sucks now. Fine. Will he ever be good? Because if the answer to that is no, how do you know that? This is a former number two pick for a very good reason. This is a, a, a player that the Warriors just extended for a fourth year. It's going to cost them $12 million per season. And if the CBA is not revised where draft picks are no longer penalized, that's going to equate to like $36 million approximately. Don't quote me on that number. It might even be bigger. Um, so he, he needs the reps. That's all I'm saying. And if that means Santa Cruz, so be it. All right. Um, but I like his size. And I like when he's out there when things are simple, where he can just grab rebounds, where you're throwing lobs to him. He just has not figured this offense out yet. And yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I, I look, and uh, Lowick writes, do okay for a second pick. It's not good. True. That's fair. That's fair. But again, he's really young. He came in really raw. And again, we're never going to know how he's going to become as a player if he doesn't actually play. Um, so I don't know. Uh, Oaktown A writes, I don't know if this is for me. Why would you want Poole to be something he's not? I, I don't know what that means. I like Jordan Poole. Um, so I'm not sure what that reference is in regard to, unless you're talking to someone else. Uh, I want to play one more soundbite since I've been talking about, um, uh, James Wiseman. Kavon Looney had a really underrated game last night. Uh, in case you weren't paying attention to the box score, Looney played 30 minutes and in those 30 minutes had seven points. And those points were really clutch. They came at the right time to go with nine rebounds. Um, but again, to play 30 minutes when usually you're accustomed to seeing him play 20, Things averaging 24 in the season. Uh, and Looney and Wiseman play against each other a lot in practice. Um, Looney's kind of taken on a mentorship role with Wiseman. You see these video clips from the press pool who's attending practice more consistently. Um, and so they're so Looney is like has taken Wiseman under his wing. Uh, you know, they again they 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 do a lot of one-on-one drills with each other. And here's Kevon Looney after the game talking about. Um, the advice he gives Wiseman, uh, who's getting DNP'd very consistently now. Hey, Kevon. Um, everyone was so excited for James to get back on the court and, and play a little bit. Now he's dropped out of the rotation. As someone, you know, who plays the same position, has kind of been a leader on this team, what do you say to a guy like that who's probably a little bit down about not being on the court? Uh, just keep working. Trust trust the process. Trust the work that you're putting in. You know, uh, opportunities always going to come back around. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, I got, I, I'm a guy that's been in and out of rotation before in a lot of my career. So uh, things happen in the league, and Steve always usually goes back to his, to his guys. And I think he's going to get another chance to to show what he's what he's made of. And uh, he's a great great player, great talent. And uh, you know, it's tough to come in with all the expectations and to step in and play after being out such a long time. So I think he's going to figure out he's going to be a great player for us. We're going to need him at some point. And uh, you know, you just got to kind of trust the process and wait your time. And there is Looney talking about um, James Wiseman. So there you go. 
anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, Sid Day writes, Cyrus, we're expecting a championship. And that's putting the rookies under tremendous pressure, especially Wiseman, who hasn't had a decent basketball game for ages. Maybe Kaminga and, and Moody, I don't know if you can apply that to, since they were on the championship team, they were starting playoff games in that run. Um, their DNPs doesn't make sense to me. That's a part of it that I'm, I just don't understand. Wiseman is one thing. I get that. He didn't, he didn't play at all last year. Uh, but Kaminga and Moody, like, what did they do in the offseason to lose cursed trust? That's the part I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, Kaminga averaged 17 minutes per game last year. Um, Kaminga this year, if I had that sat in front of me, and I, I don't, unfortunately, I lost it. But I think he's averaging, like, nine. Uh, what happened? Right. Moody's playing a little more. I think Moody's averaging about two minutes more per game this year. The DNP last night. I don't know what that was about, but, um, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I just don't know what happened. Like what happened this off season, what happened in, in training camp where Kerr just decided, yeah, even though I played you 17 minutes a game last year, even though I, I trusted you enough to start you for three playoff games against the Grizzlies. Yeah. I, I don't, now I don't trust you. Like, I just don't know what happened. I, I just don't know what happened um and and we'll see how it plays out folks i thank you everyone love you all i hope you have a beautiful uh a weekend um kaminga played 17 minutes a game last year because he played a ton when draymond was out chico writes he was playing those minutes before draymond was out look at the logs all right he had some dnps early this is a rookie who literally just came into the league after one stint with g league unite look at the logs even until draymond green got injured kaminga was playing I, I just, you know, and again, he started three playoff games. Draymond was playing at that point. Um, I, I just, I don't know what happened. I just don't know what happened. Um, at some point, I'll try to dig myself. I, I'm going to start going back to Chase Center a little more, and I'll see if I can have some combos with Kerr or somebody there who might have some more answers that I can go public with. But anyways, thank you, everyone, again. I, I always have a, a, a pleasure doing this. Um, Coach K writes, the bench five. Oh, I like this. Okay, so Jordan Poole, DiVincenzo. We want Clay coming off the bench. We didn't even touch on Clay tonight. I'll save that for another show. Kaminga and Looney. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. I, 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 that's, I've suggested that, suggested that as well. Maybe starting Moses Moody, maybe starting Wiseman, bringing a Clay off the bench. Um, but Kerr loves Clay so much. The loyalty runs deep there. I highly doubt that's going to happen, but um, I just don't know how else you're going to implement these lottery picks if you're not surrounding them on the court with veterans who can teach them along the way. Um, yeah, so anyways, thank you so much, everyone. Oh, <laughs> I love, I respect a mom's opinion tremendously. Beautiful child, he's, uh, beautiful child writes, my mama says, great show, Cyrus. Thank you, beautiful child. Thank you, everyone. Uh, have a great weekend. Um, yeah, we'll see you soon. Warriors and Kings tomorrow at, at Golden One, looking to win their first road game of the season. It's game 13, folks. Let's hope they finally get that. <laughs> um, all right, folks. Thank you so much.